0: Welcome to the Business Balance podcast. I'm Emma Langton, mindset coach and hypnotherapist, and each week I'm bringing you conversations and coaching about getting the balance in business. We'll be talking mindset, strategy, boundaries, balance and a whole lot more so you can create a brilliant business life and still enjoy time off. You can find me at www.emmalangton.com where you can join my newsletter Or you can book a call with me so that we can have a chat about how to get this coaching to work for you in a really personalised way. You can find all the details of how to contact me in the show notes. So welcome back to the podcast. And before I dive into today's episode, I just want to read you another review that I had. Now, I do appreciate that, um, certainly with Apple, it can be um, a little less straightforward to be able to find where to leave the review. So I am going to pop some instructions on my website to help you to be able to do that. But if you go over, certainly when you're on a laptop, if you find the podcast and then just look for the area that says ratings and reviews and then you can add um, a customer rating and some lovely kind words on there for me and you don't have to put your proper name you can make up a name um, or just put it in as an anonymous review as well if you so wish but I'd really love to see some more reviews because it helps me to know that I'm um, hitting the right spot and that I'm um, talking to you about things that you really want to hear. This week, I'm telling you about the podcast from Liz Melv, who says I'm binge listening and loving every second. So much sound practical advice on bringing back balance in your life. Emma tells it like it is, as you know, um, but with a liberal dose of love and a real care for the people that she helps. I'll thank you so much. So, if you want your review reading out, do go over and leave a review for me. I would love that. And. Whilst we're on the subject of favours, I've also been nominated for an award, so I'd really love all of my listeners to be able to go and vote for me. The winners are announced in November Um, So we've got till August to get all the votes in, but the winners are by public vote. So it's really who votes for who. Um, So although I've been nominated and um, I can't see the reasons that I've been nominated, but I know I've been nominated and I'll be putting the details for that on my website and in the show notes too. So I'd really love it if you could pop over and uh, find the details and go and vote for me as well. This is for my coaching and for my business aspect, not um, about the podcast as such, but please do go and have a look at that as well. So, this week's episode is all about the importance of curiosity. So, obviously, I do want you to get curious it's looking in the show notes about how to leave a review, how to vote for me in these business awards. But, really, you know, what is curiosity and why am I telling you that it's really important? Well, You know, curiosity is that impulse to seek new information and new experiences and to explore possibilities to help us to expand our world, to expand our learning. But also, it helps us to kind of build relationships as well. Curiosity is something that we are born with. If you Spend time with any young child or a toddler. You'll notice just how curious they are. All the questions that they ask, all the why, why, the exploring of things, you know, where they'll just like make mud pies and stick things in holes and see what happens, you know, without any thought or worry about what's right or what's wrong. They're just amazed and interested in everything. You know, I often say when I'm working with people that a young person's brain is like a little sponge. They take everything in and they are learning at an amazing rate. You know, recognise too that the young people, they're like this little just a little learning machine, really. And and part of this is because of that curiosity. Curiosity is often the first point of a learning process with that gradual move from conscious to kind of subconscious action. We don't, I've had this conversation loads with clients recently. Um, You know, when we think about that we're just going to go upstairs or we're just going to pop the kettle on. We don't think about every individual action that we take in order to pop the kettle on. We don't think about lifting that foot and where we put it down again and getting to the kettle and reaching out, li- li- pick it up, lift the lid. Turn. We don't think about all that. We're just like we'll pop the kettle on. If you look at a young person, then you can... See where they fix their eyes on where it is that they're going, particularly when they're learning to walk. A toddler, they fix their eyes on where they're going, you know, where they want to reach. And if you watch carefully, you can see where they pick up that foot and then they carefully place it down again, and the bend of the leg and the flex of the ankle and all that. Watch watch a toddler that's learning to walk and see how they wobble and they, and they stop and they adjust and, and look at the intensity of their face. And all of that is that kind of, is that curiosity, they're determined to get where they want to go, they are learning, but then it's in their conscious mind. And then eventually all of these repeated actions just, just settle into the subconscious where they just become like automatic things that we do. So when a young person is being really curious, they're not even thinking about it. It's just this thing that happens and there's research that shows that curiosity improves our ability to learn and retain information because it's this completely natural thing that we do and when you think about what a young person learns all the words that they learn all the things the you know the walking the talking eating sleeping stand up sit down all of that stuff and they just remember it And if I sat you down and said to you, right, you're going to learn this, 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 and this in the next six months, you'd be like, oh my good God. (laughs) But a young person just learns it and we take it for granted. But that's the curiosity. If you think about it, curiosity and curious questions have driven the human race forward for thousands of years. Curiosity is what is what pushes us and compels us to learn, to invent. All that exploration and all those questions about what if, particularly like in science or engineering, but also in other areas as well. If you think about, you know, what we have now in the world that we didn't used to have, like with high-rise buildings, mobile phones, computers, aeroplanes, travelling to space, reaching the moon, that's all come from curiosity, Apparently, Einstein used to say, I have no special talent, I am only uh, passionately curious. Brilliant, eh? If we could all be passionately curious, we could all be a bit like Einstein. Curiosity is a mindset that can be activated. So it provides that drive and that fuel for learning and discovery and being inquisitive. That's why it's critical. For you personally, professionally, as well as for business and organisational growth and, as I've said, innovation. When I go into businesses and talk to leaders or I have these business leaders come to me, I talk about curiosity. Leaders that are curious observe what people say and what they do and then seek to understand what matters to them and to find the most valuable problems to solve. When I'm coaching the business leaders, we often have discussions around human behavior, how the brain works, because these leaders are curious about their, their staff and their teams. Why do they do that is what they ask. How can I get? How can I improve? How can I change? How can I lead is the questions that they ask. And then we have these discussions. And when I share like human nature on neuroscience and things um, and about what drives us, it's always ends up being quite fascinating but it also develops their understanding. If you are in a business just you know take a moment to wonder are you in a company that is a curious organization because putting curiosity at the heart of your organization helps to boost employee well-being get that well is a big thing at the moment. When we are curious we can View tough situations more creatively. When we ask questions and genuinely listen to the responses, it improves relationships, as my business leaders have seen. Some research has shown that curious companies have said that employees from curious companies have said that they are more happy at work compared to just 45% of the non-curious organisations. But you know, what is it that stops us? Uh, from asking questions but so there can be a number of reasons for this but essentially it's that fear you know it's that worry about what people think or a fear of being judged or you know what will people think will they think I'm incompetent do I look that I am not intelligent enough is it that I'm indecisive so there's lots of things like that about that kind of fear and worry and and how we think we're going to be perceived or received plus time is precious and, and often we don't want to bother people or we don't want you know, we don't want to make a fuss or we think we haven't got time to just sit and be curious. It's much more about, you know, let's do, we must get on and, and, and take action and keep moving forward. It's all about this fast paced world again. But what we lose sight of is that by asking questions, we promote really meaningful connections, meaningful conversations and often more creative outcomes. It's also really good for us, whether that's us as um, leaders, as parents, as partners, um, or whatever it is that you do in your business, in your life, you know, when um, we can model curiosity, everything is, you know, when I refer back again to to these kids that, that I'm saying that you go and look at, we model everything with young people. Um but we can model it with with our employees with with kids with partners with even with our bosses when we model curiosity we can also show that it actually it's okay if we don't know the answer to everything but research shows that feeling curious improves our ability to learn and to retain this information as i said about young people as well um That sense of curiosity, that sense of intrigue, gets that brain ready for learning. I'll explain a little bit more about that in a minute. So when we engage in any type of questions, any curiosity, even encouraging all the daft questions, you know, you go to the places and the go, there's no silly question here. Opening up questions and curiosity is encouraging that... um, sort of seeking behavior some of the ways that I first learned to do curiosity is when the kids came you know we had to do a lot of therapeutic parenting which is kind of a different type of parenting and it means that because because I've not got a blank canvas for a child when you adopt them then um, you know they've already had a lot of learning in there and there's a lot of fear in there often sometimes as well with them so when I went to this piece of training um and there was this American psychologist was there at the front of the stage and he was stood up there and he was a massive guy. And um, it, it was really visual with loads of hand gestures and things like that, which obviously for people that know me, you know, I am wave my hands around a lot as well. Um, and what he said was he kind of pointed to the area just above... Um, like the, the area in your forehead above the, your right eye and sort of drew a square around there and he said you know when we ask why it kicks off the fear response in that frontal um, cortex that front bit of your brain just above the eye and drew a square around there and it kicks off that little bit but then when we're in the fear response actually the rest of our body responds so then everywhere else apart from that little square there is responding in a fear response now, it might not be as extreme and as dramatic in that way, with, say, you know, your children, your partner, your, your employees, um, you know, the staff that you have, or, or even in your own response. But it gives a really good indicator. Instead of that little square that's above your right eye, the rest of your body is responding when it jumps into fear and judgment and panic. So, one of the first things that I learned was to always ask questions without using the word why. Um, so that you start your sentences in curious ways and it helps calm down the brain, calm down the body so that that person that you're asking that question of is not in a state of panic and they're not going to react to you in a defensive way. And these are some of the most common conversations I have with my clients. So when you start to do your questioning in a non-defensive way, in a curious way, you can get a really different set of answers. And it often works well, you know, when you are being curious, or it's almost like you're thinking out loud. It works well if you do a little sort of curious sort of tilt of the head, and even sometimes a slight sing-songy type of voice. Now, my favourite, my all-time favourite phrase to use when you're being curious is, I'm wondering. And what happens with this is you start every sentence with, I'm wondering. So instead of why, you know, why did you think it was a good idea to do whatever? You can be, I'm wondering. I'm wondering what happened so that you thought it was a good idea. Now, you can hear how kind of waffly that is. And it's definitely not proper sentence construction at all. Okay, but even when you start with, I'm wondering, I'm wondering what happened so that, or I'm wondering what caused you to think. I'm wondering where you believed. Anything like that. I'm wondering what went on so that. Okay, when you start all your sentences with, I'm wondering, it does feel very waffly. It does feel like, um, you know, you're... You can't, to yourself and even to me even now sometimes I'm a bit like do I sound like I don't know what I'm talking about um, because it's that sort of waffly and, and you're like grasping around a bit for words and trying to find words where you're not really using why or at least why is further down in the sentence but the response that you can get can be amazing and the other person that you're asking the question of doesn't notice that waffly stuff because they're actually just listening to the question You know, So if you're thinking, oh, I'm not doing this because it's all waffly, then you're focusing on you, so you're focusing the wrong way. What we want is that curiosity and that ability to draw out information from that other person, to focus on them and what you want from them. Some other phrases that you can begin to start with your sentences with is help me understand. Now, you can see how even the way that I said that is more curious. Is a bit more interested rather than just what happened here, what went on, why did you do that? Help me understand. And it's particularly good for kids. It's also good for partners. Do you know if my husband ever listens to this podcast? I'm going to be done for. <laughs> right? Maybe he does, and don't tell me. Um, but. It's really good for, you know, getting somebody else's um, opinion and, because what we can't lift the lid on somebody's head and see what's going on inside. So we need a way to get them to share with us. So start with, I'm wondering, help me understand, tell me more. And sometimes I'm just tell me, tell me about. If you filled in some of my questionnaires, you'll see that tell me is, um, a lot on my questionnaires. Um, tell me what happens. Tell me what goes on. Um, I think tell me more is a favorite of Brené Brown's who I adore. Um, so go through any of her books and I think she'll mention that. Um, I'm curious is another good starter, but of course, I mean, it's an obvious, but it's a valid one. And you know, I'm curious. Another really good one is, um, I can see that. Okay. So, you know, you're reading somebody, you're reading the body language, you're reading the tone of voice, you're, you know, you're watching somebody if they're squirming or, um, you know, becoming defensive or, or, or getting frustrated or being angry or upset or anything. You know, I can see that you're upset about this. I can see you feel strongly about this. I can, whatever it is that you can see, just tell them that you can see it. And then maybe be, tell me about that tell me more, you know, help me understand what's going on with you. Another one that I use a lot, particularly with clients, is correct me if I'm wrong, because that leaves it open. And then you're not doing the kind of command and control and the authoritarian type figure, you know, where whatever you say must be right type thing. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is often good when, you know, if I've been talking to somebody and they've been kind of, you know, exploring things and you want to bring it back into a bit of a summary or you want to be sort of gathering the thoughts and the discussion. So correct me if I'm wrong. What I understand here is, what I think you're saying is, and it gives them the opening to be able to explain it is similar to Help Me Understand, but again, like I say, it's good if you're trying to summarise or gather thoughts if there's been a lot of discussion around. So there's a few different ways there that you can begin to open up curious conversations with people. Um, you can open up that curiosity so that it can really help you to increase engagement. It can help you to... Um, you know, get different information out of, of of out of people really. Not you know often I say to people, oh, I have ways of making you talk. <laughs> it sound like some average James Bond film, don't I? I'm just gonna sit here stroking the cat or something. Um but um it is about that kind of language again, but it's the way that you use language that, that opens up that ability to be able to share, um, and and that curiosity will help us to learn and to gather information to be able to question people better to learn their perspective or their understanding but also to kind of seek problems or even solutions when we are curious we can begin to discover new things and then it learns it leads us to better learning or a deeper insight I once had a chat with somebody and told them about the use I'm wondering. And actually they were very much, they were like, my my son won't even put his coat on. I was like, is it important? Well, it's pouring down and this and that. And the next thing it's middle of winter and da, 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 da. And okay. So I said to them, go and say, you know, I'm wondering what's the problem with the coat? What's going on that's stopping you from needing to wear that coat? And they said, they 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 messaged me like half an hour afterwards, they, so they'd got oh I'm gone straight in doing I'm wondering question, and the result was um yeah it, he thought that the coat that he had was a girl's coat because of the way the zip went, so then you could solve that problem by going onto the internet and looking at different uh, coats, looking at where the zip was, and sort out the problem, and then lo and behold they'll get up and they'll put the bloody coat on. And then that calms down a whole load of um, stress and, and anxiety and, and, and clashing, really. But, you know, you can do that sort of curiosity with anybody in the workplace, out of the workplace. So it can help to be, you know, problem solving and help to find solutions as well. So I'd really you know, I'm really wondering, I'm <laughs> I'm doing it to you. I'm wondering when did you last feel curious? What would happen? What would change if you followed your curiosity? If I think you know if we dare to follow that curiosity, we step out of our comfort zone a little bit, we we open up opportunities. You know, real learning can happen just like that person with the with the sun's coat. But it also can inspire us to pursue our goals to venture into some unknown areas. Imagine if I had not been curious about what would be the impact of a podcast or how would I be able to manage to do the technology of a podcast. You wouldn't be listening to this now. So I'd really love to know when you last felt curious or where you can begin to use this curiosity in your life. And then as ever, do let me know, get in touch With the website, send me an email, drop me a note, go and book a call with me if you want to get in and work with me before the summer because I've got about five weeks left and we can put in a lovely piece of work in that five weeks to get you sorted before the summer holidays, before I go off and enjoy the sun. Go and book a call with me or vote for me, leave a review, loads of actions for you this week. Go and be curious. And then I'll see you again in the next episode. Bye for now.